Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 355 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. I'm sending you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. On tonight's show, we got eight movies to talk about, including Bad Boys for Life, John Wick 3, Joker, Marriage Story, and we're going to take a look at the latest trailers from Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg for their film Spencer Confidential, Blake Lively's bid to be an action hero with Rhythm Section, and the latest from Sony's Marvel Machine, their counter-Marvel Machine, I should say, which is Morbius, which I believe is a continuation of Venom. That's the Venom world, right? I, have, I don't know anything about Morbius. I have no idea. Yeah, you really got to so do we'll like a deep dive it. now on these uh, things to keep well, the current whole, uh, on who these characters are. I don't know if is he part of that Sinister Six uh, crew. You know, they, they, I mean, they're definitely trying to to open up the uh, the Suicide Squad of the Spider Man series, right? By using a guy who was front and center of the Suicide Squad, wasn't that what Sinister Six is basically? Uh, I Isn't mean, that the bad guys in a, in a team, right? So you're trying to set that up now by a couple individual ones, then you'll probably do the group one I'm, i don't even know if venom and morbius are they're obviously in the same world but i don't know if they're in sinister six i don't know <laughs> i have a very peripheral like knowledge of superheroes i know the big the big ones i know well, i never read spider-man the, so i have no idea ones. i read iron yeah. man and other than that i read weird shit i read conan the barbarian i like conan um, i read rom uh i read punisher most Punisher. I really like Punisher. I like Frank Castle. I like that story. He went to Gulf Storm at one point. Uh, he went and fought in the Iraqi War for us in the nineties. There was like a whole like, and there was actually he had beef with Spider Man at one point. There was hmm. a crossover. There's a War Zone was the ones I liked. Oh, Punisher, War Zone, yeah, yeah. So those were like the big ones I followed. Yeah, not a lot. But, so uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about a little trivia here as we get into it. I came across this trivia while I was watching some special features on a disc. And because uh, people still have discs, you know, like when you go to a store and buy size, get something like this. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What is I mean, this what thing, is a disc? I put it into a player. A movie I, frisbee. <laughs> basically, it's a coaster for all kids uh, are concerned. <laughs> hey, nowadays. man, I rent movies from the library now. I'm telling you, yeah, that people use those things. I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen. I worked at a video store for a long time. The first time I've seen a scratch on a Blu-ray movie came from the library. God, to people, you know. Do they just not care about their tax dollars here? Those geriatrics are really fucking up. Hi, hi. Well, I was watching the behind the scenes for E.T. recently because I hadn't seen it in years and I forgot some of the retooling they did in 2002. I have a VHS copy mm-hmm. and I have uh, for some reason. Talking about like, the guns have, and stuff. Yes, the walkie talkies mm-hmm. and all that. And so I was kind of looking at that with a new eye because E.T., what I thought was one of my favorite movies, and then you watch it now. I it's, still like it. I don't... It's slow, man. It's measured, but I mean, it does have moments in it that are pure. Well, sure it joy. is, but yeah, I I, st- I still like it. It's hard to get a kid today to sit down and watch ET. I'll say that it's hard to get a kid today to well, sit down. That and watch might be anything. true, yeah, of a lot of things. I think movies are more showing now than they were back then. Yeah. You know, we, we, definitely this E.T. has the Jaws thing where they don't they tease the monster for a while. In this case, it's a nice monster. But it's so you know well, I mean? I, any Spielberg thing is just so well directed in any scene that I just get lost in it. Yeah, especially this, this is a really prime. Do. Yeah, prime the blocking and the framing and stuff. Just I'm lost. Well, the John Williams score helps in tremendously. Wonder, just like, say. yeah, oh, yeah. Um, just like it helps Home Alone. I mean, Home Alone, I always say, wouldn't be half the movie it is without that John Williams it's score. John Williams score. I, it was incredible back in the day when uh, you can just take scores and put them over people doing nothing. And it was like, oh, this is an amazing movie. <laughs> it elevated shots to yeah, like definitely. mythic status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I found it, like I said, I came across this. Let me ask you this. Which actor played the school principal in E.T. only to have a scene cut um, when Spielberg decided hmm. that he'd be too distracting in the role? Was it A... Burt Lancaster, B, Woody Allen, C, Marlon Brando, or D, Harrison Ford? <laughs> uh, oh, well, I, I'll guess Harrison Ford. It was, yeah. Yeah. 
because Melissa Matheson, his wife at the time, Ford's wife at the time, wrote the script for E.T. And they were already, you know, had just done Raiders and were prepping other things to do. So they actually asked Ford to come on. He shot the scenes. They, they made it into a work print. I've never seen this surface. Have you, have you ever seen any of this? No, I never, I've never heard it? of this. Yeah. No. Yeah. So these scenes were cut, which uh, obviously would follow when Elliot unleashes the frogs and all that kind of stuff in mm-hmm. the schoolyard and kisses the girl. So hmm. maybe for pacing as well, but it, uh, yeah, <laughs> would have been a trip to, it kind of would have been distracting thinking back on it, you know? I don't know. It depends on how it was, but yeah, that would have been, uh, an odd insert at that point in time in the movie. Yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford was becoming so linked to Spielberg and Lucas at that point, I think that it would just been a little overkill. <laughs> he was really dug in there. Yeah. Maybe even cost himself some Oscars in the end. I think Witness was his only Oscar nomination. He's great in that movie, but maybe if he hadn't have been so... Uh, I think there was a little bit of, of enviousness there, too. Like People were mad at his He didn't play the, the politics very well, you mean? Yeah, yeah. you know, he's always, and I guess yeah. he's always been kind of an asshole as well, so, you know. Well, he's is. very much out of the, even when he, back then when he was uh, working, um, he was always on the sidelines, it seemed like, or out of the limelight, I should say, right? You know, kind of in, in that sense. Still. Yeah, not seeking uh, the limelight. No, even when and whenever he did uh, interviews or anything like that, he, it was always the, the playing aloof and things like that, and still to this day he does that. Yeah, it's it's very off-putting to me. In fact, I find it to be uh, I don't I can't tell if it's disingenuous or not, but I find it to be kind of a dick move. Yeah, I think he's always kind of being a dick. Is, is my thing. Um, I remember watching him and Josh Hartnett on some sort of an award show. I don't know, it was MTV Movie Awards or something ridiculous like that. For their amazing movie, Hollywood yeah, for Homicide. Their amazing, oh, that what a great <laughs> collaboration that turned out to be for both of them. Uh, and you could just tell that Harrison Ford did not want to be there and was like contractually obligated mm-hmm. to promote this fucking movie. To a younger crowd, it that was, was you know the it. interesting thing about Hollywood Homicide uh, that I remember, anyways, because that was around the time that came out on VHS, and I we had the VHS of that, but that was a movie that they damn near demanded you watch in full screen because I remember the DVDs came out and it was a uh, it, it had both of them. No, it had both full screen and widescreen because it was right yeah, around that right. time when it flipped. Over. So there was like no way you could escape not owning a full screen, whether you watched it or not, but not owning a full screen copy of Hollywood Homicide. It was just, a, that's a terrible movie. That's a movie that took me like two or three times to get through. And then I had to watch the beginning two or three times. And it was fucking terrible. I mean, that's a bad movie that Ron Shelton yeah. did, which is surprising because I like everything he does for the most part, uh, except for that movie. They just had no chemistry. Ford. And, I mean, does it surprise you that Ford and his co-stars don't have much chemistry? It was chemistry? not a very good movie either. Yeah, I mean, just in general. Yeah. The trailers for, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google the trailer for Hollywood Homicide. And if you can get through that, you're you know in rare air <laughs> let's talk about some movies here that are currently in theaters or have been released uh, i just want to talk briefly with you about bad boys for life which i saw over the weekend um i i think i told you we talked over text messages that i would say that this is a, a mixture of lethal weapon 4 and the fast mm. and the furious i mean there's clearly something to be said here of like an aging partnership and i think the best thing about this movie is that you could actually you feel like these characters have you've grown with them a little bit and they do a great job of bringing back side people and little cameos and things like that that you necessarily wouldn't have expected to make it feel like a world that's been lived in kind of like what the fast and furious is doing you know what i'm saying like there's things going on however it's a it goes on too long, like most movies does it, nowadays. Does it, it has two, set up sequels? Two or three many beats. Uh, does it set up sequels? <laughs> My man, there's a post-credit <laughs> sequence that just basically Hobbs and Shaw's this oh, motherfucker boy. and erases everything we've seen to just set up the next one. That's that's what I'm saying here about the well, Fast and Furious Well, they're already working aspect. on it, right? So, really well, I mean, I think that was in, in the books if this had done anything over 50 and then it did mm-hmm. 73. What comes across, though, is that Will Smith and Martin still have a nice chemistry and you know they're the younger crew aspect to it but um, it's a nice aping of the Michael Bay style I'll say these mm-hmm. directors did a pretty good job it just has a couple scenes too many this thing needed mm-hmm. to be cut down by about 20 minutes 
I always felt like Bad Boys was kind of like the Terminator franchise in the sense that like Bad Boys 1 is like Terminator 1. They're both really good. You're like, yeah, it's good and everything. You're like, cool, I'd like to see more. And then Terminator 2 is fucking kick ass. And Bad Boys 2 is fucking kick ass, right? Fucking really great uh, like action movie. Uh, is this like Terminator 3? <laughs> you know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to say yes because I put Terminator 3 in higher standing than the last piece of shit well, one, so do I. Genesis I like or 3, Salvation. So I'm going to put this in Terminator 3 in the fact that when I saw Terminator 3 in the theater, it was good. I've never really been able to watch it all the way through since. But <laughs> I think I think this is it's, – look, it's a good time at the movies. I can see why this is scoring with audiences because you feel like – you got something out of this. It's a it's, well, it's a popcorn it's, deal. It's funny. Is it a real slick. movie as well? I mean, not, not just in, in yeah. the sense of like, uh, you know, how, being just about real people. Like they're not superheroes, although I'm sure they're superhero-ish. But it's like an action movie, right? It's like a real – does it have that sense of the, it's something that's actually being filmed, that's actually happening? It, Versus well, like special know. effects everywhere. No, there's it, – no, it's not as green screened out as you would – believe it to be it looks more michael bayish mm-hmm. there is a moment in this when i thought oh, are they gonna go expendables three on me are they gonna show like really like oh my god like these guys are you know realizing that they're in an action movie and that they're <laughs> they're, they're fucking they could be killed at any moment like what are they doing I hope they don't do that that was great in expendables three it makes that fucking movie there's, for me but i hope they don't do that in this well there's a couple beats in here in a sequence that it gets close to that and then we have to recover for that and if you can't see that late plot twist coming a fucking mile away that you probably have never seen a movie before, let alone an action movie. Yeah. But other than that, it's fun in the moment. Um, granted, it goes on too many moments, but it's uh, it was welcome to see Martin back doing his thing. I thought for some reason uh, he was just as amusing as, I don't know, maybe the break from him and his shtick. Uh, although mm-hmm. I got tired of him saying, oh shit, you know, by the 50th time, you when that's like his standard go-to. <laughs> but uh, he is funny in this and they have some nice interactions and there's some Joe Pantalonis has a Pantaloni has a big, uh, bigger role in this uh, and to use to good effect. He's, he's really nice in this too. So I say, see it. I, I give it a positive recommendation. Another one I give a huge recommendation to is Joker, which I put uh, like many on my best of the year, if not the best movie I've seen this year. W- what are your thoughts? You finally caught up to it here. Yeah, I certainly don't think this is the best movie I've seen this year. It was really good, strong film. Um, I think movies this year, especially the the Oscar contenders that I've seen, are so self-indulgent that it's hard to get past that for me. And that's this movie, um, just in a nutshell, you know, it's just incredibly self-indulgent. And the thing about it that really bothers me is that he doesn't change. He's the same person throughout all of it. Even if he kills people, he's exactly the same person. There's, there's no growth or change in the character. There's no real character arc for him at all. He just is what he is. And so, why the hell did it take so long before he got to be the Joker? Just, well, it just I, took too long. It's just so self-indulgent. See, I wouldn't put self-indulgent. I wouldn't title this movie self-indulgent. I, at all. I thought out of out of the Oscar movies I've seen so far, and I'll catch up to the rest of them here before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been self-indulgent and uh, too self-important. And we'll talk about one that teeters on that later here in the show. That's what I thought but about this. <laughs> this. This movie, to me, I thought moved at a good pace. I thought it told an interest. I can see what you're saying about the character not changing, but you didn't see that a little compassion. From people would have changed absolutely not 100 percent. no there's no way he would have been even if it doesn't matter that he killed is he people. batman's it doesn't matter brother? that he did any of that shit that? i think that is it's he not true Wayne's no son? i don't think that's true i mean i don't think i don't think the i think the movie was pretty blatant that it wasn't true but i don't think it matters what happens he's he is as insane whether he kills people or not. He's the same person, right? It doesn't it doesn't push him over the edge. The only thing I think that that, that does change or that, that would be the difference is when they pull him at the end of the movie. They pull him out of the car, and he yeah, has that they, moment where he's like, where he's great. where he actually realizes, uh, you know, his life stream, so to speak, of being noticed. Right? He's noticed now, and he's the leader of this you know ragtag group of whoever the fuck just anarchist right he's just he's their leader right and that's a fantastic fucking moment you know i mean this is a good movie i have you know i'm not saying this is bad in any way whatsoever i liked the movie but just leading up to that uh you know super you know what it reminded me of remember we watched the the star wars prequels 
and we, we finally went and you see you see number three and right. you think fuck that's what the other two movies I want that's what you were waiting for the whole time right well, I know Darth you're Vader. saying you wish that the last scene so, was the jumping and off it happens point. and I'm just noticing this in a lot of movies they have these extended first acts that are ridiculously long and it seems like they, they they're trying to set up so much and trying to create these characters that are so real or something I don't know self-indulgent really is what it feels like to me uh, not only on the writers and, and storyline wise, but also the, on the director too. It just feels like, like God, like you're, it's not that important, man. Like fucking get to the point and get to the fun I too. I didn't get feel to the that fun. I, I thought that there's, there is no fun in this movie. There's, there's no humor. In I think this there's movie. a shitload there's of fun at the, of, in this movie. Are you kidding me? When they, when he finally gets on the talk show, holy shit. And that is fun. And that is, and it's fun, not in a way where you're like laughing and, and running around and everything, but when he fucking pulls the trigger, holy shit. Like when people, I, I will say this, when, fun. when he, well, it has to be fun. It's entertainment. Well, I, I thought it, at that point I was engrossed in it. I was like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Oh, that's exactly I, I what like, I mean. Who else is here going to be, you know, shot? Who, who, like what else is the whole audience going up? Like. I had no idea where the movie was going to well, end. Well, that is that the point. fun in it. I mean, I, I guess I don't mean fun as in. Well, you, you didn't know it was. I mean, at that point, all bets were off. I, I didn't know where we were going. Yes, exactly. And that's fun. You know, I, I, mean, think I don't that's know why what, it's the best movie when a, of the year. When a movie takes you someplace, yeah, but it took so long. I, I don't think the movie is that good as a whole. It's not that good. It has it serious fucking issues. And a lot of the movies that are up for best picture, I've only seen a couple so far, but I can only imagine the rest of them are exactly the same. They, they just feel, because they're so fucking long. There's no way to get around it. They're too long. Everything is too long. Um, Bill Maher recently, is it Maher? Bill Maher? The real-time guy was on Rogan recently, and he was talking about mm-hmm. uh, you know things being too long and things needed to be edited. And I, I agree with him on a lot of things. And, and they're self-indulgent. You know, he, said, he said either America's attention span is seven seconds long or it's uh, <laughs> three hours. You know what I mean? Or 30 yeah. hours. He's like, it makes no fucking Make sense. Fucking it's it's kind of true. Uh, not that I, you know, agree with him on everything or nothing, but the point of the story is that he had a good point about content and editors needed for content. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, mm-hmm. studios, I don't know what it is. I don't know if, because the Bad Boys for Life off. is... Do they come to script meetings and they say the, we're missing you, 25 do you minutes kind here? Of agree? Because, yeah, I know, right? Well, I know because that? they always overshoot movies, right? Then they usually cut them back, always. But it feels like they're they're getting a little soft-handed with, with that cutting back now. And you see things. I think most movies I see need at least 15 to 30 minutes cut out of them. Yeah, I would say so. And it, at no great loss. And we'll talk no. about another one here. Uh, in a second, so you are recommending Joker. It's just not you're not 100 recommended. I thought it was really good. Uh, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is freaking amazing, amazing. Um, and I really like the movie in general. I, it's just so self indulgent. I think it just doesn't reach the the heights of what it could have been. And I don't think it takes enough time in the fun zone, which would be that second act. It doesn't get to that soon enough for him to be. It's called Joker. He should be the Joker sooner. That's my point. That's all I'm saying. I see. I had no problem with how long it took to get there. I was not uh, worried about it. The, the Fight Club homage, or whatever that was, if you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, was the only thing that I thought, eh, maybe that wasn't the greatest step there. But everything, I mean, the, the music, the, the score, the, the cinematography, the performances, the costume design, production design, I think all were so top-notch. And um, obviously a lot of people did because it's up for 11 Academy Awards. The most nominated film out of everything this is mm-hmm. the first time we've had four movies uh, each with 10 nominations or above so this this oscar is a complete open field for everything so be interesting let's talk about a marriage story netflix original film that is up for best picture as well this is uh, i'm guessing Adam this Driver's is the other movie you're talking about scarlett johansson this is a movie that <laughs> self-indulgent plays... no yes, don't even argue because like... you can't even argue because what do these people do for a living there, I know. Yeah, I know. No, it's I know. no joke. They're actor, it's an actress, and it's a theater director. <laughs> you can't hide that. Like, it, but th- there's it, a really good movie in here. But why the fuck is? Why are they? Why are these people not normal people? I see. I found. Let, let me say something. I recommend this movie too because I think so there are I. moments in here that are extremely. There's a fantastically well great movie in here. 
the way that this is cut initially when they're they're expounding all these great things about their spouse mm-hmm. and it turns out that they're in a therapy session that's a great hook to grab the movie i like the little character traits they felt very lived in and and realistic the, the the guy who's an energy conservator or i mean there's a great payoff later when they have an argument and she kicks him out and he turns off the opens the door and you know, turns off the light switch before he leaves there's moments in that that i really liked and then there's moments in this when i thought this is like overreaching here and Mm -hmm. as much as drivers underplaying it she's overplaying it i was a little surprised that they both were nominated for these these roles this movie i didn't think was that heavy to get this this turned into some sort of weird legal triangle right i mean i thought that was one of the most interesting things because that pulls on um I, I, this movie is confusing to me because I don't know that there is a main character um, and it should be him uh, just watching the movie. I feel like that he's the one that gets dragged through the dirt. He's the one that has he's to go through everything. She just kind of uh, goes along with it. So, yeah, I mean, he's got the, the issues, not really, not necessarily her so much. Um, and it, I... I don't know. It, it has a weird flow to it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Like act it, wise, it, it's uh, it's messy, real messy. It feels like a play in a lot of ways. Yeah. That they filmed. You know, this could have been a stage play itself. I think by well, it just doesn't. Well, I, it doesn't highlight. Um, what I, you know, like Noah Baumbach um, makes these windy kind of headless movies in, in, in a lot of ways, but he never seems to miss the theme or at least there's some sort of something ties everything together. This movie has a lot of scenes um, that just kind of feel like they don't really tie into the rest of the movie, but it's part of their lives and they're kind of doing stuff and it gets you to the next scene. So they should be there. What I understand is that I would recommend most, I mean, I'm recommending this as well, but I think that his uh, previous films, particularly while we're young, and Greenberg his other stuff should have been nominated really for best amazing. picture yeah and this is easily the the most messiest um least focused uh, of his movies that i've seen but i think it's his most personal i know a lot of his movies are personal especially the squid and the whale and other things but i think because he's writing this and he's trying to be balanced on both sides he doesn't focus on one person at all so you don't know where you don't know where the story's going a lot of the ways. And I honestly, I, I just feel bad. more and more sympathetic for the Adam Driver don't character you, <laughs> and least and least sympathetic towards Scarlett Johansson. Thank you. Character. No shit, right? I felt worse for uh, this character than I did for, uh, you know, the fucking Joker. <laughs> just to be honest <laughs> with you. For real, like this guy just gets fucking shit on and does not deserve it in any way whatsoever and he's just like, and, and well, she is did just create the situation horrible. by having the affair and you know it's there was there I is that i do that like the sequence where i don't she, think he did create that situation if, if you watch the movie it clearly is trying to say that it's deeper than that i liked uh her hooking up with the gaffer in which she tells the kid in the car i thought that was just yeah. a nice moment they do have moments in here but they also have some weird shit like when he cuts himself in front of the the attendant i didn't understand that did he pass out I don't get it. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't. I didn't. That, he just that go to sleep, itself. or did he bleed himself out? I'm so that, confused. So was I, and that's another one of these these moments where I thought, okay, a little bit of a stronger editing job or a focusing of this story. Apparently, it really is based on Bombach's uh, disintegrating marriage to Jennifer Jason Lee, and at that point, it, it's like I said, I think he didn't want to be too easy on himself and hard on the other and I think that's what this movie is almost about is that they don't want to be hard on each other and they bring in these mm-hmm. outside forces which make them well, you, I think you know, it's a, destroy it's a little thing. too self-indulgent for me I don't think write what you know means to do this I, I don't think that's what that is supposed to embody and mean you know and it just feels so bombock self-indulgent like he, he, his like your life is not that important yeah, but I could say that about you know his other films, and they've come across as very well, of the moment. In, in disagree about in, that in, though. This this feels specifically. So? Uh, I this feels more the case. I don't know. To me, anyways, I love the other films. Yeah, I would just say that uh, as much as I, I do recommend people to see this because it is um there's some strong moments and there's some strong acting in it too it's on uh, netflix there's no reason uh there's just no reason not to watch this yeah it really is yeah 
one of the better movies on Netflix. Unless you're a divorce lawyer and you deal with this shit all day, I would not recommend watching this. But otherwise, <laughs> check it out. But also, uh, check out other Noah Baumbach movies that are on Netflix, including uh, The Horowitz Files, uh, the, the, you know, the While We're Young, Greenberg, these other ones, Squid and the Whale. Those are really mm-hmm. good movies he's done over the years. And um, people hadn't been paying attention until just recently. Including his wife now getting a lot of attention with Lady Bird and uh, Little Women. Yeah, I liked her. I really want to see Little Women. All right, let's talk about Men in Black International, a movie that I just shit on this summer. I couldn't believe how <laughs> I, this was just. Yeah, I knew it was going to be disappointing. Go ahead. Tell me, tell what? me what was your what was the main problem you had with this? So if I'm going back in my memory because I tried to wipe this fucking thing, <laughs> I thought that uh, you tried I to neuralize yourself. And Tessa Thompson, who had such great chemistry in Thor, mm-hmm. had none of that here, for one. I mm-hmm. thought that if the bad guy was so obvious from the jump, I really missed Rip Torn more than I thought I would, more than I missed Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones uh-huh. combined. Uh, and I thought that the only amusing sequence or character was the little uh, alien voiced by... Uh, Camille, I, I can't do the rest of his Camille, name. You know what I'm talking non- about. Johnny? Non, non, there you non-Johnny? go, the guy with the syllables. And um, I, I just thought that it was so fucking weak and so made by a corporation and so pleasing and pandering. Like, what the fuck are you doing in the desert? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> every every movie internet? has to go to the desert like this, though. Everything they just is. Do. What, it's got, because we've got to be global. Hey, we've got to get everybody went to the involved. Desert, all right? Christ sakes, man. I thought this was just so forgettable and just going to be <laughs> forgotten when they... To me, this is uh, worse by far than the Ghostbusters reboot from with, with 2016. <laughs> of course Which it got is, shit yes. on. And that, I actually thought being, that was pretty decent, though. Although it has well, They're piggybacking problems. on that with the new one, in a sense, because they're not totally wiping it clean, I hear, from the... From the lineage, but this movie will be totally wiped clean of the Men in Black canon, and they'll have a new fucking reboot here in a couple years. Don't tell me you enjoyed this piece of shit. So I don't. So I'm I'm, I'm judging movies a little bit differently nowadays. Uh, I, I like to, to think back. Uh, if I had this on VHS and I rewatched it as as a as a youngster, would I be okay with it? And I think yes. And ultimately, it's it's fine. It's is what it is. It's, it's but it's not good. Oh, it's not and, um, good. I agree with everything you just said, but I think it's watchable. I don't think it's not watchable. It didn't bother me to that degree. I thought this is fine. <laughs> saw that saw everything coming a mile away. I mean, everything, everything. you see coming a mile away. I mean, they really. Uh, and why are they really so bad. sloppy in this? Why can she hunt I down like, the men in black so easily? Why can she get past these barriers? Oh yeah, it was like too fucking sloppy. <laughs> It was too I, convenient. I agree with all that. I mean, I would much rather have seen uh, more. But, but then I think back, well, we've already seen the other angles of getting agents in here. This is really kind of the only new thing they could do. Uh, I love Tessa Thompson. I love Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, their characters did not work very well together on this. Uh, it certainly didn't end up at the end of it where I had kind of wanted them to, I guess. I don't know. It just didn't. They didn't click, but uh, separately, they're fantastic, so uh, I was fine with them in this. I, I guess I would say I was I was fine with it. I was okay with it. So, are you recommending it, or are you giving it a pass? I'd give it a pass if you have nothing else to do. It's a perfectly fine movie to turn on. Um, it, ha- it feels like a Men in Black movie. It feels like a 90s Men in Black movie, uh, so it's at least in line with the rest of the, of the films. Um, I'm hearing the music seeing the the special effects and the aliens and stuff it, it's fun but yeah it's i mean it's passable i'll I mean, say I mean, r.i.p.d was a better movie than men in black yeah you know, and i'll agree with you it was and but only because it's it's a worse movie <laughs> i mean r.i.p.d is so fucking bad it's it's good it's ridiculous yeah it is it it's really a good, bad is movie. yeah yeah it's not like a bad bad movie like Jonah Hex. It's like a, a I like a good Jonah Hex too, but yeah, I well, I won't. I like it because it's seventy three minutes long, so you can watch it real easily. <laughs> uh, I like I like Megan Fox. So. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's finish this up. So you you want to re- you would recommend this to someone? Because I say stay away from this one. I know what you're I saying about. I would a, say stay away from it. Just realize what you're going into. It's it's incredibly predictable. It's a it's a stupid. Uh, it really feels like a straight to video movie is what it feels like to me anyways and that's how it's written that's about the attention to detail that you're going to find in this um, but it still has that men in black feeling to it so it's fine 
Um, you know, if I if I was watching this for the fifth time on VHS, um, I would be uh, numb to it, and it would be okay. If that makes sense, you know. So it's, no, I did so that it's makes okay. sense because we it's fine. We only had about four movies a month we could watch, so we just watched them ad nauseum. So we just you know. They got burned into our brains. Yeah. Like I said, it's like well, when you first, listen to a the song. The first time you watch this is almost like the fifth time you've watched it because you really know what the fuck's going to happen. That's why I could never watch this again. <laughs> and you talking about watching it five times on VHS, I just I no, shudder. I don't recommend that. That, that would movie. hurt you. Yeah, not uh, kill anyone. It's I, not look. It's not going to insult you, but it definitely. I, I was such a big fan of the Men in Black franchise. I even liked that third one. Uh, I like I the second the third one. one nobody likes. Too, yeah, yeah, and the Me second too. one. The and, second uh, one is a good VHS movie, though. It I would is. agree with that because it actually came out on VHS back in the day. So I would agree with you, and I, I think I might even had a copy. From I had a copy. Video. Yeah, um, that's a movie you could watch in full screen and be fine too. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. But this this Men in Black International, I just I can't wait for them to just bury this fucking current incarnation and just let's let's move on to something else. Although I'll I'll say this, Men in Black International and Bad Boys for Life uh-huh. are both more watchable than the latest Terminator movie. I'm we'll not going to see that. I, mean, I had no expectations for that MIB. I guess uh, just in general, you know, for that franchise at all. There's just I don't know that there can be any really expectation, especially when you don't have Will Smith anymore. What expectations can you have? That's a good. That's a good question, right there. Is what's more enjoyable? I know your answer already is Men in Black International or uh, Independence Day Resurrection, the two major franchises that that's move forward rough. Without though him. I would say Men in Black yeah. is more rewatchable. I don't. I don't know if I could stand to rewatch that Independence Day thing. I've thing. tried, and it's so unpalatable that the first thirty minutes feel like it's, it's been on for two hours. You know. I mean, talk about a movie that's pandering to a wide audience. I can barely watch the original, well. to be honest with you. I mean, that is a it's, a work. That's hard. That's a movie that I put on when it's on television and catch it from where it's at and, and watch it in small increments. And I don't know how we did it because that is a movie that I had on VHS that I've watched many over times. And, over and you watch and that many, now. I saw it's it like, four oh, times in the theater. Wow. Yeah. I literally saw that movie four times. I think it was in the theater for almost a year. Anyways. Let's move on to talk about John Wick 3, the highest grossing of the John Wick series. Um, This is going to spawn the fourth one, John Wick Parabellum. He's out there kicking ass and taking names all over the globe. Once again, he even ends up in the desert at one point in this of fucking movie. Of course he movie. does, because everyone has to end up in the desert now. It's a thing. Yeah, this is a, yeah, it this is is a new trope. It is a thing, so, man. So what did you think of John Wick 3? I gave it a passing grade, but I my review was that I just had about had enough of John Wick after this one, <laughs> and it went on for a, a little bit too long once again. Is it and I think we've self-indulgent? Uh, I mean, I don't understand the point all, of this existing. Well, to show you cool fight scenes and new locations, right? Just like a James Bond movie or a Jason Bourne But it Bourne doesn't movie. even make sense. I mean, he doesn't... Everything this guy does, he chooses to do things in this movie, and then after he accomplishes it, he goes, eh, <laughs> I'd do something else now. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Why do we just do all that shit, John? What the fuck is going on with you, man? Because <laughs> he's running from his life from the assassin. Oh, the first 20 nothing. minutes of this, this movie, movie is nothing. The best it part has no movie. point whatsoever. Um, the action sequences are great. I watched the whole thing. I never got bored, but uh, my God, do not pay attention to the story. If you're watching this, just be dazzled by the fucking bright lights. Isn't that what this is trying to do? This is why they have, I, I mean, they you have know what? The first cool one sequences. wasn't you the first one had a great up. story, right? The second one, it was leaner. the second one you look at and you think, Ooh, we're getting a little, the world building's a little too much. This one's like, it's just all world building. And you can see where this is going by the end of it, especially. And it's just like, Oh my God. God, really? We're trying this shit? Is this such a bait? Are you talking about Men in Black or any of that shit where it's just like, this is a fucking cookie cutter basic fucking action story. It's so stupid, guys. Come on. We can do better than this. It's John Wick. We can do better. I don't, I don't, like, people I don't like, even like likes the, the razzle dazzle. I like him kicking the shit out of people with books and using horses and dogs. That's yeah, all, all fun. So that's fine shit. if you're just going to watch it for that. I, I was, like I said, I was entertained. I, I have no problem with that. Okay, great. I watched it, whatever. But now it's out of my it's out of my life. You know, this is one that I don't think I would necessarily want to come back to because there's just nothing. I, there's literally nothing to it. They don't even attempt to do any character stuff. Really, they don't. They don't attempt to do anything. They they just have a movie that goes from A to B to C to D 
to E. You know, it just goes on. And with the little, the right, little the stupid one, twist at the end. clearly the best. It, it's clearly the best one. The second and third are <laughs> But aren't are we so far into the world at this point uh, of John Wick that uh, the first one doesn't even make sense anymore? Like, this, like this one is so uh, out there. Well, the second one's pretty out there, crazier. too, with Santeria and, this one and all gets the crazier crazier than that, though. And the fourth well, I like when one he goes is just going to be his fingers off crazy. for the fucking uh, for no the, reason. The king. Yeah. Because he's like, for, he's like, yeah, I need to do this shit. Yeah. Sacrifice my fucking finger and then decide like immediately afterwards. Be like, yeah, I was, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's like, dude, you just <laughs> cut your fucking finger off. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Come on. So you're not recommending John Wick 3? I gave it a passable recommendation. I think it's fine. Kind of you want to watch some action uh, stuff, then yeah, it's worth it. But I don't think this is a movie. This is not a series that I think I would own, you know, in general. This is something that I, you know, you'd buy the first one and then I, I, I you'd, the second one maybe you'd think about. But at this point, I just think, fuck, like I, these aren't worth owning. I would watch them and, uh, and that's it. I don't really ha- I have no need to revisit. It's strange how this series has grown in popularity over the movies, too, uh, much like the Born Identity series. And I think that uh-huh. in both cases, the first one is the strongest one. And due to that strength, it's caused a growth in popularity. But I think we're getting diminishing returns here. It's getting bigger. It's getting prettier. Visually, it's getting more outlandish from a stunt point of view. But after a while, a bigger we're world, just watching yeah. um, a, lot of, a lot of motion on the screen and... Um, I mean, frankly, my brain checked out here and there about like what I was even viewing. But I will say that first 20 minutes of this movie has a certain kind of intensity and movement. And I like I like what they're doing. And then it then it goes. Oh, then it loses itself. This, yeah. Then it goes in this this direction. Where How many times? You get a series of scenes where they're explaining <laughs> this to you and the new rules well, oh, and what he's done. It's and very like like in end of Matrix, you know, movies. Um it feels like matrix two and three here. Like we're just, it's too much world building. We're trying to do too much, but uh, you talk about a little bit, like the action gets a little repetitive. Like how many times can dogs bite balls? Like, right. Or a horse can kick a guy. Yes, exactly. Mean. Holy uh, shit. Or, like, or that was pack. good. That was funny. The fucking first time. And he kept yeah, fucking doing it. And it was times. like, okay, now it's just silly. Right now. It's just yeah, like, you I can agree. do whatever you want. Hey, but Halle Berry's still looking good, so it's nice to include her in. All oh, she's shit great, too, right? and she was great in this. I actually really, yeah. I liked her a lot in this. Yeah, I'd watch a spinoff. Yeah, I'm sure it's coming. Hey, to bring the USA it. Network. <laughs> the USA? Oh yeah, I don't even get that anymore. I didn't know that was a thing. The USA Network is still a big thing. Mm. All right, let's talk about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, aka Godzilla Two. This is uh, the sequel to the 2014 film, which I loathed that movie. I thought that was... I recently watched it again. It still sucks. I don't know what the fuck the problem... That movie is just not fun. Talking about, it's, it's not as good as the 98 one. Yeah, we know. Uh, even that one sucks, but at least that one is, is better. I mean, shit. They've never really made a good one. The 1985 one sucked. Uh, I, the worst one of these movies I've ever seen, though, Like that, that wasn't intentionally bad. Because, you know, those old Godzilla ones are intentionally bad. The the Japanese ones from the 50s and stuff. But do you ever see King Kong Lives with Linda Hamilton? No. Oh, my. I don't think you can find it on video anymore. It's so bad. It's like the worst <laughs> ape fucking uh, monster movie you've ever, ever made. King Kong Lives, the sequel to the 1976 movie with Jeff Bridges. Uh, it's got Linda Hamilton. I'm pretty sure it's unavailable, uh, except for it's probably available fully on YouTube. But regardless. Um Godzilla 2, so didn't like surprised this? that I liked it a little bit more. No, I didn't, didn't like it as much as Kong Skull Island, but I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't have a problem with this. It actually moved. It, it had some um, decent energy. I like Kyle Chandler as an actor. I liked what... <laughs> I like... A, you know what I mean? I, I, just, I, I just like the I'm guy. Yeah, I, know, in, like, I yeah. know what you mean. I like him as an actor. Yeah, I like likeable. when he shows up on the screen. I'm like, yeah, there he is. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, good. This guy again. Good. He's Coach, Coach Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Coach Taylor. Yeah, Coach Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he's going to make shit right. Although... Uh, the, the the story here, they're really just clotheslines to give you to get these things out, these monsters, and um, to reawaken Godzilla and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's better than um, the last Pacific Rim movie. It, in, in, you know, and I'd say it's about <laughs> on par for me with the first Pacific Rim movie, which I kind of liked. So. <laughs> I, I say it's it's not going to win any awards. It's not. I mean, I feel kind of embarrassed recommending it, but of its type, it's not bad. Uh, of its type, I think that's a the perfect uh, 
thing to say about this because it really does. I mean, you can see what you can see the twist a mile away. You also see the bad in guy. the construct, right? Yeah, and the whole idea of them releasing monsters and things is nothing new. Unfortunately, I wish that they had gone a little bit of a different route. And and you have such great uh, monsters in this. You know, Mothra, Rodan, uh, King Ghidorah, of course. And, and they're made to look very nice. I mean, special effects oh, yeah. are top notch. I thought the fight really sequences like between Godzilla lighting this movie yeah, and these guys was really cool. Um, I really like the way they handled But that's how I felt about uh, Pacific Rim as well. You know, they, they did a good job with the monsters and with the special effects, I guess not really surprising, but the story is really lacking and just feels like, eh, whatever. So it was fun. I, I didn't, I did not dislike it as much as I, that I disliked the first one. Uh, so right. I'll, so I'll go along with you on that. Um, but I don't know that this is even way worth anything. I, I if, if you come across it, I guess watch it, but my, there's no reason you know to what seek this out. Was really goofy to me. I mean, there's a lot of goofy shit in this movie. But what rang especially uh, strange to me and just didn't fit at all was when they kept referring to them as titans. Yeah, these titans, you know. And I kept thinking, uh, this is like you're you're trying to give us like the your own universe. You're trying to let us know that you're you're building a well, universe they, here, and you're. Don't you agree? Also it, that. Um, there's some form with some of these movies, they have problems in this movie, especially, uh, I mean, they're referring to them as Titans as if they're gods and things. Right. But the, the humans have the power, right? She has that device and thing that correct does all that. And then, and, and, and so the humans get, I don't like, they're so small, right? Like when they awaken the, the, in the Antarctica or wherever they are, when they awaken the monster and they have to get away and they're. They can't quite run fast enough. They're in the way. I don't know. Is the helicopter going to go down? Because she pushes the button and everything. Like, they give this power over the monsters to the little humans in some way. Don't they do that in, in so many of these movies? Isn't that the whole point? Is that, that so that we still feel safe, that you, we have control? But isn't that what was great about Cloverfield? And, like, movies that really put you in the 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 moment of actually being a human in these situations? And doesn't oh, this well, movie feel first of all is the that? best Godzilla movie ever made? Yes. I mean that's that's a great little action thriller, and uh, probably the most realistic of all. But isn't these that what makes these movies lose that? You know, I mean that was the ninety the problem with the ninety eight. In some regard, a problem with the Jurassic Park movies, but not so much because those people do get killed in those, and uh, near near escapes and all all that kind of shit happened there. But that was an issue with the Godzilla one because people kind of by the time you get to the end of that movie, people are just showing up doing whatever the fuck they're doing, like they're. They, they attain this superhero kind of status in, in these movies somehow as if they have something over the monsters, even though at any moment they want you to think that the monsters could just turn on them and kill them. Right. Yeah, they're in peril, but they're not ever in peril. And I think that uh, it, it, to me it, it was better than expected uh, considering that I hated the first one and <laughs> it's it's a passable entertainment for what it is, which is a summer blockbuster. And yeah. uh, for that, I give it a passable grade. Tell me about Upgrade. I haven't seen Upgrade yet. I've been wanting to catch up with this. This was that little th- indie thriller that could uh, from the Bloomhouse boys, right? Lee Wannell. Uh, no, it's not the Bloomhouse guys. Is it Bloomhouse? I believe it is Bloomhouse. I'm pretty sure it is. It's action. Um, uh, this did like $10 million at the box office on a million-dollar budget or so. And I've been wanting to see this for a while. I mean, is it worth catching? I would say this is worth watching. It, it's n- not the most amazing movie you're going to see, but it's pretty damn good. Um, my only qualm is the ending with it, which is uh, a non-ending. It is just, uh, you know, it's infested with sequelitis is what I'll say. Uh, so I hated that. Absolutely hated that. Um, but it's fun. Uh, it, I, it's basically Venom. It's not the best way I can put it. Like, Gets a computer put in his brain. Computer talks to him. Takes over his body. Does, you know, is able to do things. Uh, that he's obviously not able to do because it's a computer. That's that's it. <laughs> and it's that's made ultra low budget, futuristic movie. It doesn't Is does it, not uh, feel does it... low budget though. It doesn't feel low budget. No, okay. Um, and it's I, well the action like sequences are done. Yeah. Oh, it's and it's brutal too. Super brutal. Um, so yeah, I thought it was fun. Actually, I thought it was a lot of fun. I like the the idea, and even going to Venom a little bit in this, I like the idea of having that character in someone's head talking to them and like trying to get them to do shit like the devil on their shoulder in a way you know 
but they're like these God, like they can do these amazing things for these people, but somehow they respect the person uh, in some way. I don't know how to, how to put it exactly. Like they, like there's a team. Yeah. Right. In, in a way. I mean, this movie is, uh, this movie, while it's like Venom is by the time you get to the end of it is nothing like Venom. Uh, it has its own twists and turns and whatnot, uh, towards the, get to the end. Um, something I, you can see coming, you know, it's fairly obvious the, right before it happens. <laughs> one of those all right is all what right. it is well, but so it's a little action movie it's fun i thought it was good all right yeah i definitely would check this great. out because i didn't want to see it and it reminds me of uh like high level low budget films that, uh, futuristic movies that we used to see as kids you know yeah it really felt like someone even. just kind of had this idea uh you know yeah just like a, a high level idea and they just kind of made a movie around it um i suppose it's it's everything that we've complained about before in the other movies but because it's a lower budget type thing it's a little more uh, if it, it feels a little more focused i guess if that makes sense like they, they don't really have time to fuck around you know i mean it's, it's a fairly uh a short movie it's not too short i think it's like an hour and a half or something so perfect well speaking of venom you also saw venom and uh i actually didn't mind venom because to me it was like a missed opportunity at a night it reminded me of a lot of 90s superheroes movies for one it was under two hours which was thankful it also was so I mean, uh, unfocused <laughs> at times and 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 put together so haphazardly that I was like, this is like watching the Phantom or the shadow or you know what I mean? Like these movies from the 90, it really felt like that thing could have come out in 96. It would have been, you know, special effects a little different uh, other than that. It would have been the same yeah, thing. So I think self-indulgence here again takes the, I, really ruins self-indulgence, it. Self-indulgence, that uh, fucking thing moved like a bat out of hell. There was no oh, indulgence in effort. It just moved like a, a bat out of hell. I think the, the, the first act is all wrong. I don't. We don't need these setups of these characters. Like I really don't need a setup for this for Tom Hardy's character for this Eddie Brock guy. I get who he is. Get Venom in there what, as soon as possible. He's going after the guy. He's a no, bit of a rebel look, rouser. No, this is what happened. Yeah. No, I I fucking get it because this is what happens. We spend so much goddamn time doing nothing with him. By the time Venom shows up, we're we're going into the second act. And so by the time you get to the third act, Venom's literally supposed to be like, oh, I like you, Eddie. I've fucking decided like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm going to do this kind of shit. And you're like, dude, you barely fucking know the guy. You barely know him. Like, you guys have not done enough shit together at this point to be at this stage in your relationship. It, it's too much. The fucking, like, get over these first act nonsense bullshit. Figure out who the fucking story is about and tell me that story. Deliver that. I think plot points are all wrong in these movies nowadays. I think they're they're setting the the points back too much. Yeah, they're moving the goalposts to make these. Yeah, I mean, this is basically a two hour long movie, and I think they're setting setting these things, pushing them back too much. They're elongating the first acts, especially the first half of the second acts, and you're not getting to that fun point in the movie anymore. That it pushes that so far back that I just don't see the point. You know, like I get it. I get. It. I think people are smarter than this, and they want to have fun, and they want to see uh, these characters in, in, in situations. They want to see people actually doing things. You know, and I love this movie. Once Venom started talking to him, once he was in his head, uh, and all that shit. Yeah, fucking, it was. You good. know, what it kind of reminded me of, and it's strange to say this, but I kept thinking of the mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah, and, and how kind it's of a kind way. of this strangely put together thing and this guy who's been overtaken by this thing and you know what I mean it could be mm-hmm. done for bad but it could be also used for good and I just kept thinking this is like the mask but for superheroes yeah. you know even though this, the mask is a superhero in a sense too but I don't know I just a strange yeah, he is kind make, of a superhero when I was watching Venom I kept thinking of the mask throughout it very odd yeah I just wish movies uh, would get to the point more I think I think that there's a better story or more story here and some of these things to be told that will make for a much better movie. You know, and I'm not so interested in Eddie Brock is boring. You know, I'm not really interested in that. Um, I think Arthur Fleck in, in many ways is fucking boring. I'm not really that interested in him uh, unless he's going to do something or something's going to happen to him. I don't really need to know very much about him. You know, I like, I get it. 
the fact that's just that you me. brought up Venom and Joker in the same sentence, we just lost three quarters of our. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, the story. If you look at the structure, it's it's very similar, right? And a lot of these movies have this the similar issues with structure. I think. I well, don't think it matters what it is. You know, is is indulgent on Venom at all? I didn't feel that. I felt that that first act. If anything was was they're trying to get Tom Hardy's face out there. They paid for him. He's headlining the movie. They, they know it's going to be a lot of CG here and there. And but they're, it's they're not. To get it wasn't that much CG. It was it was a lot of well him. because the movie was cut down clearly from something that was longer. Well, they cut and, it uh, in the I, wrong way. They cut in the wrong direction. <laughs> see, I didn't give a shit enough about the the character to to want to know. I, I knew he you know, the guy was going to be nice to him at some point, and they were going to get along. So I didn't need to have uh, it. it played out over well, here's, four I guess here's the scenes. issue the movie is called Venom it's not called Eddie I mean fucking yeah, seriously stars no, I don't Hardy, give a shit big money too, the movie is literally the, the movie is called fucking Venom it's not called Eddie you know it, it certainly isn't calling whatever Michelle Williams character is who's barely fucking in it and suddenly is cool she has with it three minutes she of turns time. she goes from fucking this is batshit fucking crazy to oh this is yeah, fucking amazing all good in like two yeah, seconds and that's the problem with this fucking movie it's all yeah, set I can't up defend it. it's all set up there's no fucking payoff in between the switch uh for the actual uh, payoff from whatever setup the fuck they did. They took so long to do. It just doesn't make sense. It's a ridiculous movie by the end of it. So yeah, I think they fucked up. I really think movies in general. I think they're telling mo- these stories wrong. Well, this know. was such a labored production and troubled production. The fact that anything came from it that's watchable. It was still fun though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. honestly, I I, I would watch another one of these. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I'd rewatch. And this I actually one, think so. a sequel to this would be better because. It'd be fucking Venom from the beginning. Oh, no. They'll just pump up the whole fucking Eddie oh, Brock storyline oh, and what he's no, got going on. He's probably uncovering not a tell me that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to try to like subdue Venom. He's like, oh, I don't need that shit anymore. Exactly. It'll be like take some sort of yeah. thing Is it that makes Guaranteed if they make away. a fucking Hulk movie, that's what they're going to do again, right? They already tried that once. Yeah, sure, they do that shit again. So just to recap here, I'm recommending Bad Boys for Life. Trevor and I both recommend Joker. Marriage Story. I don't recommend Men in Black International. He does. Um, we give a pass to John Wick 3, Godzilla 2. He liked Upgrade, and we both give uh, a, a pass with reservations to Venom. So actually, we're pretty uh, pretty positive on our reviews tonight, which is very rare for us. Even though we're criticizing them, we're doing this lovingly. because You have to have some criticism, go. right? Yeah, I mean, because nothing's, it's you know, not obviously perfect. nothing's perfect. I, would, I want it to be fucking perfect. I want it to be good, man. I want to sit down you and watch it. To be it. Better. Especially when you watch something and you think, God damn, like this moment is so fucking good. If the rest of the movie only lived up to this, <laughs> you know. Well, shit, I'm just expecting two or three good moments throughout a movie nowadays, and that's that's fine with me. That's how much my standards have been lowered in a lot of ways. Let's talk about the trailers and the trailer for the latest <coughs> Netflix film coming March 6, 2020 is Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg reteaming for Spencer Confidential. And this is really a big screen adaptation for Spencer for Hire, the Robert Urich film or show that was mm-hmm. on for many, many years. And um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm watching this trailer and to me, this is starting to yeah. look like yeah. video you know, straight to video shit here. Are well, we not in the land of straight to I video? Mean, you know, here's the thing. The trailers cut. Uh, I don't know why they cut trailers like this, but it, like the first half of this trailer gives you the sense that this is just a, a stupid fucking movie with no point. And then suddenly it gets to the point. You're like, Oh, there's, there's yeah, an actual fucking movie in corruption. here. Like, Oh, thank yeah. you. Thanks for taking so long to get to this. Um, wasting my time and the rest of it. But, uh, by the end of this trailer, I do have to admit, I want to see this. Really, I didn't, and I like Wahlberg. And I, I like think Winston this looks Duke pretty good. I, like I think it Bird. could have moments that really? are really good in it, and so I do want to see this. It's not a very well cut this... trailer, man. I mean, I'm going to no, say that about it. It is, is no not good. good, but I think there's Maybe. a good movie in here. I hope so because I like both all these guys involved. Like I said, and uh, I even put up with Mile Twenty Two, which was pretty bad, which was their last outing. So I'll watch what they do, um, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. Some, something looked off here. Maybe, maybe it just was a trailer, but something didn't gel at all. And even for bad Wahlberg movies, the, the trailers are usually decent, and this was not one of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, I just, yeah, watching this trailer, if you want to know how to not cut a trailer, I would watch this because it is not, it's not set up very well. You know, it's two different, tra- it actually feels like two different trailers in one. It feels like two different well, movies. Well, one's jokey and buddy cop and, and this, yeah, that, Yeah, but the good the jokes are in luck. the fucking second half, which is the actual movie half. You know, the whole, the sh- good the whole jokes. shotgun joke. I thought there was one joke. good joke. Yeah, the shotgun joke yeah, was, exactly. was a good joke. That was, but that was at the end. Yeah. That was at the last half of it where they were actually into it and everything. Yeah, I mean, first of all, they should never have featured the, the goddamn, the, the guy, the fucking earphone joke. Are yeah. you kidding me? What is that? It, why is that we're even in the movie? That? Yeah. Let alone in the yeah. trailer. That doesn't make me want to watch this. Uh, I mean, first of all, this looks like it's nothing. Uh, Brian Helgeland is credited as a writer on this, and he's it an could Oscar be good. Winner, so. You know, I like when she calls um, Alan Arkin fucking uh, Alfred, Alfred at the end and shit like that. Like it seems like the, okay, yeah. there could the, the, it seems like this as as a movie as a whole. It kind of reminds me of like Four Brothers or even The Yards yeah, in I a did. sense I was like that. Say the same you know, thing. like it, it kind of has that feeling to it. So while it may not be. Uh, possibly live up to those in such a way. I think it'll be fine to watch, especially on oh, Netflix. It can't be any worse than Shooter. Be <laughs> fine. Shooter's fucking <laughs> terrible, man. Terrible. Fucking terrible. All right, next we have Rhythm Section, Blake Lively's bid to be uh, an action muse a la <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, right? The other Ryan Reynolds, Miss Ryan Reynolds, ex-Miss <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Um, is this Lucy? What do we got here? I mean, this looks like um, uh, this looks like somebody discovered a little European novel, and they're Columbia. gonna like we're gonna turn this to the great blockbuster, and we're gonna make we're gonna make Blake Lively in it. And we're gonna really dial down her looks and give her a shitty haircut and make her this mousy girl who comes out and kicks the shit out of paid assassins. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! This the trailer for this is awful. This is a bad trailer. Another bad trailer. I thought that this. Tra- I was bored by the end of the trailer. Granted, it's got some decent shots in there, and the action looks competently done. But it's like this looks like a knockoff of everything. I mean, first, didn't *Living Daylights*, the James Bond film, kind of do this already with the girl with the cello? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. I, mean, I said earlier. I mentioned Luc Besson. This is very much been done before. Don't get me wrong, um, but I do want to see this. Um, this looks better than the last one he did to you. Remember that one that just came Anna. out in Tank? Yeah, oh, I just talked about Anna. that. I, mean, I haven't seen Anna yet. I really want to see Anna. Um, but no, it looks the same. It looks in line with that, with La Femme Nikita shit. You know, it, it looks uh, just like that. Um, this looks I'm worse than with. those subpar ones, like Three Days to Kill and you know that whole like subgenre. <laughs> Which was actually I, I actually like Three Days to Kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. look, it, it, I I think it is what it is. Um, it feels these movies. I'm surprised these come out in theaters, although it's you know into January. Um, but these are these feel to me very um, play for TV. You know, um, something you you go down and, and rent at the video store. And so, in, in that sense, I'm fine with it. You know, and that's exactly probably how I'll see this. Uh, so yeah, I find I think the action looks good. I really like Blake Lively. I'm surprised at how much I like her, and I think she actually looks like she's uh, turning in a pretty good performance on this. She's a good um, actress. She's I really mean, good. Uh, maybe so dialing down I'm okay her looks is it. a good idea. I'm, I'm okay but... with with all of this. I, I you know I don't know this is going to be a fantastic movie. I highly doubt it is, but I think as far as for me for what what I tend to go for, I think this will be fine. I think Blake Lively is turning into um, a solid uh, mid-level box office personality with uh, A for Adeline did pretty well. And um, what was the other one? The Shallows did pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this has a chance of making any I'd be money. surprised. I don't think movies like this uh, uh, really do that well. I, it's really not born. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's not born uh, identity, it born supremacy, born whatever the fuck born it is. That's just not what this is, and I don't think people are gonna. I don't think people are gonna buy it as that, you know. Well, with big big shot uh, filmmakers and stars like Charlize Theron and Jennifer Lawrence, they could only muster uh, moderate grosses for Atomic Blonde and Red Sparrow. So, and those are pretty good examples of this genre already being yeah. done. Uh, and, and so it's and things have been covered here many many times before, but things have been covered the same for Bad Boys and Venom. And they keep uh, we gave those positive reviews, so maybe this will be a surprising, uh, competently done be fun. Well, formula film. Yeah, I hope 
I hope, I say, I hope it will be fun. It could be a, a fucking train wreck. Which can They'll be said for know. the preview of our next movie, which is Morbius. <laughs> what is this? Or Mobius, Mobius, Morbius. Morbius. Uh, what is this? This is a, is he a this vampire? is a studio. Th- uh, why is, is this he, not coming out in is October? Is he a vampire? Yes or no? This is he seems, a vampire? Uh, I, is he or is he Dracula? I can't <laughs> decide what the fuck's going on here. What's the difference? Dracula, vampire? That's the same thing as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, I guess it's the same thing. <laughs> he's not a werewolf. I mean, to one point he turns around, he's all fucking, he's slashing people yeah, with got, claws and shit. he has the teeth and their blood and he this looks to me uh, i don't know i just i am confused as to why this exists plain and simple and i you know i i don't know i mean i like jared leto a lot but talk about someone who uh who's really a good actor better than i suppose the the area in which he works in because he's taken this job does that make sense? Like, the, uh, he's, is no one he's really that interested than, in Jared Leto? Apparently not, because he's an Oscar winner and he's relegated to doing this he shit. He doesn't seem to and be I able to rise above it. I know he was really upset it. that, uh, you know, he was like really lobbying that Joaquin Phoenix not get the Joker job because it was going to fuck up his portrayal. And right. I understand because once you see Joker, you realize that uh, what he's doing in Suicide Squad is very lightweight in comparison, uh, performance-wise. But I, granted, you only got the material to work with with what you got, but. For him to jump into this franchise and, and for them to be pushing this like we know who the fuck this is, why we should give a shit is not established at all in this. And the best thing about this trailer, the absolute best part, is the last three seconds that has Michael Keaton in there who might be uh, it might be a link over to Spider-Man. I mean, is that what's well, going yeah, on here? Yeah, that's is, it. Because right? this that... is clearly in the Spider-Man world, right? Great. Great. Because I can barely get through. I can't even skip down to watch the last Spider-Man movie yet. I cannot sit. I've been meaning to sit down to watch it so I can talk with you about it on the show, and I cannot force myself to do it. And everyone's going, "Ah, oh, it's great! Yeah, it made a billion dollars. It's Fantastic!" Okay. I, yeah, like <laughs> the the last one was fine. I I'm really, good on the last I, one. I cash out. Yeah, I feel like this uh, version of Spider-Man is the worst in the series, and that doesn't mean wow. it's bad. I like Tom Holland. This movie is, or this this the Spider-Man series in general. Like, I, it's just so basic. Mm. It's nothing. There's nothing that happens in either of these last Spider-Man movies that makes me think, oh, wow, what a great world. I, I'm, I'm so interested in Spider-Man. I want to watch more. Right. Just nothing. It's just, right. it's fine. Uh, they're not bad. They're good. But they're not interesting in, in any way whatsoever. They are the the epitome. I, you talked about Men in Black being created by a corporation. No, Disney, as far as the Marvel stuff goes, and even Marvel, I guess, to that extent, has really created some of the safest fucking movies that I've seen uh, in the past couple of years. And I don't know where you go They're, from uh, here. I mean, uh, clearly, Morbius is not a Marvel movie. This is a fucking Sony movie. This has got Sony written yeah. all over it, trying to ape, you know, trying to, to get some of that Marvel magic dust they want on their uh, their project. And I think Venom was such an unsuccess, unsuccessful, you know, not so, they didn't think it was going to do very well. Right. I can't get it out. I mean, it was not um, supposed to do right. as well as it did. It was very surprising, especially across seas. So they they jumped on this and they're trying to get out this this world building out. And we, I really hope we get past the age of the world building. I mean, back then yeah. we used to have novelizations and Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that to world build. We didn't have thirty six movies that were going to just deep dive into this. Well, I and, think uh, characters are more interesting. I hope people would agree with me on that that it's far more interesting to have characters put into a situation and then to learn about the world through those characters than to have people sit there and explain to you the rules of the fucking movie and we're doing this and this is this person and you know this is the king of the fucking kingdom over here and this fucking dude it's like a fucking history lesson at this point with some of these movies it's like i just it's fucking made up it's not even a real I don't care that much. I would say you, know, you referenced it earlier in the show when we were talking about John Wick three, but I think the first time that that was really evident was uh, the Matrix two and three, when they started having yeah. to over-explain everything to you, so that you would get up and running, and it was just you, there was too much to digest. Well, I remember you remember like this. you know the Matrix is like oh this person's you know th- this is the fucking uh, you know. Uh, whatever key master this the, this person that or whatever and before that it was like you know the only key master i knew was from ghostbusters 
Right. You know? right. It's There's not. No it's not ridiculous in that sense. You know, it's just fucking. That's what it is. Like you get it. You don't need a fucking history lesson so much behind that. Getting back to Morbius, I just think that this is it. Morbius or Morbius? I still can't Mor- say this Morbius? fucking thing, right? Morbius. Morbius. This it's apparently a vampire uh, movie, which I'm surprised anyone would make a superhero vampire movie at this point. It looks pretty uh, basic, as far as I'm concerned. We, I mean, are it's we just doing a guy. That Blade as well. Yeah. Well, Blade. Blade coming back. I don't know. I mean, Blade's by the way, good, the but, entire. Yeah. Blade television series that was pretty fucking was good, good is available uh, in its whole on Tubi right now free. Oh. If you have the app out there. Tubi TV. Tubi TV is good stuff. Um, yeah, that really was a is. that was a surprisingly good show. Um, for what really I mean, is. that was a show that was so good that they include the pilot uh, as a movie uh, in the Blade series. If you buy the DVDs and stuff, they'll often include that as as You're the right. fourth like film. The four pack or yeah. whatever they have it. Because David Goyer is in New Line, and all those guys are all still involved at that point with that show. That was, was that a Sticky when Spike Fingers? TV first launched. Yep, yep, and he was good. He was Blade. really good. He really was a, a good Blade. Uh, you and I interviewed him some years back. If you're interested in that, guys, you could read that interview on WeMerics.com, and where he talks about that a little bit. But um, that that whole show was used to launch Spike TV, uh, which eventually became Paramount, I think, TV recently. Um, but that was back in 2006, and they didn't know. have much money, and they blew it all on that show very quickly. All they play is cops. And, that's uh, all I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shit, right? Um, it's, cops and live PD, it's about all it's on television nowadays. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 355 for the Movie Mavericks. We wanted to thank you guys as always for joining us on this podcast. You can listen to our back catalog on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe. Uh, Podbean, wherever else you guys are listening to this, uh, Spotify, if you're out there, we want to thank you guys all for listening. We've seen an explosion in our numbers, and we just want to thank you guys for the support. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! Engage!